need to know about the Christmas facts about the birth story, right? You got them all straight? You got them all squared away? Did you know? You know, diapers and all that, so pretty cool. And so he, the details, of course, matter immensely. And that's what I love about the video is, you know, through the eyes of kids. And when you read the story in Scripture, the birth story and everything that came before it, of course all the details matter. This is why some in our church have decided to make their nativity more biblically accurate and have decided to move their wise men, their magi. Well, first of all, we don't know there were three, but we can't imagine one showed up without a king. So maybe there were three, but they moved them to a proper place. Some of you still have your wise men near your nativity scene, and they didn't show up at the nativity. They showed up two years later. They came to the house where Jeannie was probably about two years old. So some folks in the room have moved their wise men to you know, the garage or someplace in route. Who's done that before? Who's done that already? There's a few people in there. Okay, just follow me. Very good. And so, it's, that's where they belong. You know, it takes them a while to get there. They have little legs and this tall, so it takes them a while to get to the house. And so, this is, as we prepare, we're in full Advent season here at Capitals, uh, which means it's not Merry Christmas yet. We'll wish you a Merry Christmas on Tuesday. But in Advent, we, we delay this. We wait. And we're patient and impatient and then try to find some patience again as we go through this period of time where the people of God had to wait.
prophets of the Old Testament, that a Messiah would come, that his people would be redeemed, that he would make a way. Why is it now, in this moment in history, the fullness of time? Oh. 
Lord. 
one day. Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. So there were 24 groups of priests that were in different families, different sections. And those 24 served two weeks out of the year. It just so happened that Zechariah was on duty this given week. And it just so happened, as was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. In other words, don't miss it. Zechariah was doing what he always does. These were his habits as a man, Elizabeth, her habits as a woman, Jewish man, Jewish woman, doing the things that they normally do, which is experiencing God in their everyday life and doing the things that would feel like a duty or an obligation or habit or rote or just expected that they would do. And this is what they do. They cast lots to see who would go in and have an experience of burning incense. You know what casting lots is like? We don't cast lots, we throw dice. That's right. It's the same thing. Just the thing of cans. Lots of just little little pieces of wood that would land in a certain way and tell them exactly what they needed to know. Dice, we would say, lucky seven, Zechariah, you're the man. And so Zechariah finds himself in this place. Now, this is just his lifestyle. This is just his habit. This is just what he does. He finds himself in God's temple, his priestly faith, just going about his day. The important question here I'm going to right now is this. What habits do you have? I was talking about going to church. I'm glad you're here. Good to see you. And this will help you maybe have some direction, maybe set your compass for the week, maybe some of your son, or just seeing a family going to take you baptize your baby. Whatever it is that gives you spiritual energy for the week. I'm talking about outside of Sunday. What kind of habits do you have to help you get in touch with who God is, what He's doing in you, and helping you sort out what Paul wrote in Galatians 4? In other words, what is a part of your daily life that will help Jesus become more fully formed and developed in you? What do you do in your walk with God? on a regular basis. It would feel exactly like Zechariah and Elizabeth going about their business. It gives you a chance to allow God's Word to be fully planted in you, for you to experience the reflection of God about who God is creating you to be. Maybe even allow the Holy Spirit just a bit of a corner to give some conviction about what did or didn't happen. Here's what I'm certainly confident of. There's going to be a moment over the next several days when you have some family around or some other people that are, oh no, we'll just say a little bit fine. Or maybe somebody who happens to know where every last one of your buttons are. And in a certain given moment, you're going to wish that you had, as I described earlier, something of Jesus to give. So, what habits are a part of your life that allow you to feel that kind of and allow you to pray what the psalmist prayed. Lord, if there's anything in me that's offensive, would you help me to know? Just show me what it is. Allow me to understand it and know it. It may have been said about me and about you and about all of us who follow Jesus in this room when we draw away or find some time or a quiet corner on Christmas Day so that we can connect with God in a unique way, that it was our custom. It's just our habit. It's just what we do. May that be who we are. And may 